0: Pop my culture Pop my culture Everyone Pop my culture Pop my culture Pop my culture
1: Everyone,
0: Everyone. It's the Pop My Culture podcast with your hosts Paul Stratton and Vanessa Ragland Hey everybody Hello, Hello. Hello. how are you yeah. I'm Cole Stratton.
2: And I'm Vanessa Ramlin. Uh,
0: this is Pop My Culture, live from the L.A. Fest at the Subtitle Hotel in Beverly Hills. Thank you guys for coming out on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, really excited for uh, what we put together this afternoon. Me too. Uh, a couple of years ago, we did a Legends of Voice acting panel uh, at Riot, and it was a lot of fun. So it we was. thought, let's do it again with some different folks. Mm-hmm. And we did. So, what? uh... Without further ado, let's uh, let's bring him up, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, first up, uh, you know him as Klaus Heisler, on American dad, Waddles, and Gr- Olmec on Legends of the Hidden Temple. <gasps> Dee Bradley Baker, everybody. Hi, you. Thanks. Thanks for handing me a microphone. Anytime.
2: <laughs> That everybody
0: one. else gets a mic, guys, don't worry. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, he's Invader Zim on Invader Zim. Alpha 5 a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Billy on The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Grey Matter on Ben 10. And he played Alan Eakin in summer school. Richard Horvitz, everybody. <laughs> Uh, next up, uh, he was The Brain on Animaniacs. Kiff Croker, Calculon, and Morbo on Futurama. Oh, Egon Spangler on The Real Ghostbusters and Dizzy Devil on Tiny Toon Adventures. Maurice LaMarche, everyone. Thank you Thank you very much. I'm the old one. <laughs> I swear to God, it was alphabetical, not boys than girls. <laughs> Seems pretty messed up. I know, cool. right? Uh, next up, well, she's done a variety of voices on things like Metalocalypse, Rugrats, The Fairly Odd Parents, as told by Ginger, and a ton of Disney films, including Wally and Monsters, Inc. And she's a founding member of The Groundlings and Saturday Night Live. Yeah. No, no, big big yeah. new- Uh, she is the co host, well, the only host, <laughs> of the JV Club podcast. She is also the voice of Cora on The Legend of Cora. Janet Barney is here. Thank you. I'm so sorry my co host Janet couldn't be here. Yeah, it's so weird. Maybe next time. It's so weird that you have the other Janet Where's the goatee. I know. <laughs> Janet, good Janet.
3: People still say who to
0: thunk, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. So. Okay. So.
3: Cool kids yep, too. Great. I
0: sure do. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, Unfortunately, there's no love for you in this room. (laughs) Uh,
4: This is uh, a quality audience, and I want to thank you all.
0: Yeah! There we go. Oh, they love it. There we go. Thank you for remembering us. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, this weekend, actually, is a season premiere of a couple of things, including The Simpsons and The Family Guy, and there's a Family Guy-Simpsons crossover episode, which is happening, which uh, made us start thinking about uh, cartoons in general. And uh, what do you what what was the first cartoons you guys really got into? Oh, got all do. at once!
1: Everybody go at once! So like Just best to watch, answers. like when, when you were I kids. Old. What did what did you watch when you were kids? Speed Racer. Ooh. Uh, my all time favorite is Speed Racer and Kimba the White Lion. Um, and. You mean the Lion King? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I loved uh, Scooby Doo, of course. Scooby Doo, and uh, I love Popeye. Yeah.
5: I was a Popeye aficionado oh. uh, as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: and then I got to be him in 1987.
1: I got to be the sea For, thir-
5: for 13 episodes of a show called Popeye and Son. So at the beginning of every episode, I just went, What adventure are you off on today, son?
6: Well, don't forget your spinach. Cuck, 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 cuck.
5: And then Nancy Cartwright and the little guy who played my son went off and had an adventure. Uh, <laughs> so a Popeye, I loved Underdog. I oh, yeah, yeah. had such a crush oh, on yeah. Sweet Polly Purvis. Yeah. She had the yeah. best legs of any dog I ever <laughs> saw. Oh, yeah.
1: fractured fairy tales Fractured fairy tales. Yes. Oh, yes. Cool. Yes. Yes. Yeah,
5: and of course, classic Bugs Bunny. Any 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 era prior
7: mm-hmm. it was me.
4: Yeah, I was I was a, I loved Popeye. Uh, I related to Olive Oil a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, I loved um, a lot of the Warner Brothers cartoons. They were very they they were hip. And uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle for sure because it was something that involved my parents. My parents were into it too. There was a double level to it and I could appreciate that. And Underdog for sure, yeah.
8: Uh, For me, Looney Tunes and Johnny Quest. Yeah, Johnny Quest and and Bugs Bunny and Daffy. That was it for me.
3: Well, I'd like to give a shout out to Donald, Mickey, Pluto, Minnie and Daisy and some of the (laughs) Disney cartoons because I definitely watched The Wonderful World of Disney and uh, loved just the little the little like, things that they would show before, some of the live-action stuff as well. And then I loved cartoon movies. Like, if I wanted to feel like committing suicide, I would watch The Last Unicorn or The Razzle like, and you know, Secret of Nim. You know, like, those really... The, 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 the cartoons where you're like, I don't think this is for me! But you watch yeah. it over and over anyway.
0: The Last Unicorn was, like, one of my favorite things ever when I was a kid. it was yeah. both amazing and terrifying. Not just because of the Red Bull pushing all the unicorns into the sea, but also hearing Jeff Bridges and Mia Farrow saying... Was fairly terrifying. <laughs> Listen to it back, guys. I've never yeah. seen that. That oh sounds my horrifying.
2: I revisited it in college because I was like trying to sell someone on. I was like, I love this. <laughs> this will be fun. And then we watched it. We we're like, uh, like you let children watch? <laughs> I know, right? The yeah.
8: unicorn die at the end.
7: Yeah. Silence. Yeah. <laughs> so this silence.
8: Okay. Now yeah. Silence. Yeah. it's like Marley and Me, but with a with a yeah. horn on it. I'm not gonna watch that.
4: I, Screw kid, that, I'm not
8: watching that. As a
4: kid I thought Fantasia was so boring. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. And then yeah. I revisited it. It's still boring. Boring. Yeah. Boring. There's like two <laughs> good ones. Yeah. yeah. There's two yeah. Ones. It It's like dinosaurs. talk already. Talk
3: already.
1: Enough yeah. with the music. Yeah. What I like about the... like
3: you almost could see a little bit of boob and some of
1: the little oh, yeah. sprites?
3: Yep. Was I the only I, one uh... who was looking I really was I, I like I was
1: like ah. Felix the Cat was another one that I watched, and Gumby and Pokey were the claymation ones. Oh, yeah. I do. yeah, Gumby and Pokey. Gumby for sure. He was once a little. If you loaded. Ball of clay. That, that freaked me out because it's he once was a little green ball of clay. Now he's just like a cut out cookie thing. But then if I've got a heart and Gumby's a part of it, that's like plaque.
7: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's
1: like, it's like, he's like cholesterol. Gumby is cholesterol.
4: God, that sounds like an equation.
3: I guarantee you in one year that at least there will be like a commercial where they brought back Gumby and it's a heart medication. You are I, you gonna have to sue God. them because
1: that idea will have come from this podcast. Exactly. There you go. If you've got a heart, may cause rectal bleeding. Yeah.
4: But you know, when I had kids, I was reintroduced to like new cartoons like the Powerpuff Girls that had again, you know, a double level, like with the character of him, which mm-hmm. yeah, was a tra- you know, cross dressing villain. That was utter filth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mojo Jojo.
4: Yeah, Mojo mojo. God, great stuff. That's
8: what we like to yeah,
2: watch. You <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for doing yeah. this show. This you is guys, a
0: Thank you guys for coming.
1: Oh yeah, and Seinfeld.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, those animated adventures. Of Seinfeld. Oh, oh,
2: baby oh. Seinfeld. And, uh, Jerry, baby I Seinfeld. would watch the Seinfeld. Baby, Seinfeld. Oh, give
5: Jerry another idea.
2: <laughs> He's but so poor right now. I know. He could use Riding up. in
1: cars with
5: cartoons. He's community. Living in his car. That's how poor he is. I,
2: I, I want to do. And
1: I, I,
5: I, you know, I'm saying it here first. So stamped it. No rubs outs. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do. I want to do a. a I want to do a, a YouTube video. Comedians in cars doing Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Just through, everybody in the car does their Seinfeld. That's the a great Just idea.
1: What's up with that? Why? Why? What's Why up with A red light. Why does turn red like, Garrett, like Jerry on helium? <laughs>
2: Can I do a follow-up question about this thing you just said? Stamps it, no <laughs> rubs out. Thank you, thank you. it, no rubs out?
5: Stamps it, no yeah. rubs outs. Maybe yeah. that's strictly a Canadian thing, no. but if you, oh, if some you of know, it, that, know that was that down here as well? Yeah. If you like had an idea and it was yours and you or you wanted to go somewhere uh, at recess and play a particular game, we're playing uh, you know British Bulldogs, stamped it, no rubs out. Okay. Because if I'll you didn't say no rubs bulldog. out, the person could actually come back and take that's away
7: Canadian.
3: your
0: idea. <laughs> so no rubs and up. that's yeah.
3: how Hollywood is run
0: to this day yeah but nowadays kids just bring their lawyers into it yeah. no. so now it's just Dance called those Stancy's no lawsuit well. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so all of you have been doing voiceover for quite a while what was your first gig your first paid voiceover gig <laughs> my first
8: was a, was a non-union commercial for Mexicana Airlines Ooh. with my really crappy Mexican accent <laughs> In Colorado Springs. I think that was my first voiceover gig. I got and like here was
7: it, it was,
8: nineteen uh, it was probably 1980, 88, 88. 1988. eight. Nineteen eighty eight.
7: Yeah. It yeah. was awful. A
8: he visionary. paid me like ten dollars.
7: It was terrible. <laughs> and
8: it was on the radio, so. He's like, he kinda it was it was awful. It was like this. This, this, this little white kid from Colorado trying to sound like but Ricardo Montalbán. Which you're up Bond. against
2: other little white kids from Colorado, probably. So. Yes, and I
8: beat them. I yeah, beat them. there <laughs>
2: it is. That's the winter spirit we're looking for. <laughs>
8: I got the eye of the tiger that day.
1: Uh, my first job was uh, a Chevy commercial for a Chevy truck, and I had one line, bye, dad. And, I, and I, when I was booked on it, I remember my agent at the time said, "Yep, yeah, that's your line, bye, dad. I was like, yeah, how come I don't get more lunch? Because you get paid the same as the guy that says the entire uh, announcing part. i like, really? Okay. And that was, inv- that was, that was it. By dad, by dad. That, that started my, my reign of, uh, of by dads and teenage voices. Right. By when dad was, king. When I was 30.
5: <laughs>
4: I love this business.
7: Yeah.
5: <laughs> Mine. The very first thing I ever yeah, got paid for was a Canadian cartoon called Easter Fever, which I did with Garrett Morris, actually. Uh, in 1978, for a company called Nelvana Films, and because it was c- Canada, uh, you know, I could do like apparently uh, eight voices for the price of, of three, you know, and cause, uh, yeah. But I did I did like Steve Martin as 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 a horse. It was about a roast for the Easter Bunny, <laughs> played by Garrett, because he was retiring. So I was Steve Martin. Uh, I am one wild then crazy horse and then was, and it was, it was, it was, the roast master was Don Rattles a rattlesnake you know yeah were you born that ugly anyway gang and uh, Carol was in it John Candy was wow. in it wow yeah uh, so that was the very, very first thing I ever did, and I was thrilled. I mean I was like about eighteen years old, I and mean, here I was oh doing, a, doing a big, big cartoon, but you know it's just, it was that answer was too respectable.
3: We don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Make it more
4: embarrassing well, Back to the dance.: <laughs>
5: It was kind of non-union and it was accurate
4: anyway <laughs> well, my actually, my first job was with Maurice and Rob Paulson, and we tried to tell <clears> the story at the other podcast with animation actors but. I know What was that show? Squirrel? Was it the squirrel one? Was, it, was it? I thought it was a pinky in the brain, wasn't it? I don't think it was. No, it was a, squ- a squirrel one. I think it was. But then why would Rob be there? Anyway. Um, Rob
5: can do a squirrel.
4: I, was, I I'd was, have to defend
5: Rob. He's yeah. not here.
4: My stomach was gurgling during the, <laughs> the session. And it was making really embarrassing sounds. And I was just mortified. And I was just like doubled over. And so Rob started imitating the sounds, which was making me laugh. And, and, you know, I was corpsing because you don't want to be laughing during the session. And so once they discovered that I was one of the three women in, in the world that thought fart noises were funny, they kept doing them for the whole session. So they tortured me. Ah. Yeah, exactly. There you go. And so now, forever after, whenever I see them, they just slip one in. Ah. Yeah, there you go. But uh, yeah, that You're was.
5: You're still great. one of the only three women. Not <laughs> one woman here is laughing at these fart sounds that we're all doing but, hand you farts, know, mouth farts. That
4: was my first job. And I had no idea that Maurice and Rob were huge stars. Didn't know. We
5: had every idea. Of who I don't use my hands. <laughs> we knew. We, were, we couldn't believe that we were cracking up.
4: Lorraine Newman
5: from Saturday Night Live <laughs> oh doing fart sounds. It was like such a thrill for us when, when a star of God, your show She's nine entry. years old! But see, this is the thing. You know, you don't remember what the characters were. Neither do I. I'm not 100% sure what I remember was meeting you that day oh. and how extraordinary that was. And, you know, it was just, it was just a great... great day. I'm glad we got to be part of your first thing. Yeah. You shared and the part. The first, you you shared, were in the first We shared the part, too. we shared the love. It's, the,
8: it's, the, it's, it's just like a marriage. It's like the atomic atom of comedy. It's the building block of all
7: things. Well, that can we can go do
2: down the it. row and show your signature, I don't even like the word, fart sound.
1: <laughs> Does everyone have a go-to? Yeah, but I don't use my hand or my mouth. So
4: oh, okay. that, that's my go-to. Wow. talent. Wow. That's
1: talent. That's, that's my go-to. That's a little
0: old school fart. Yeah, that's like old it. school.
1: I'm a, <laughs> method, I'm a method farter. <laughs>
7: Move on. Am I supposed to
3: fart or just say what my first job was? You can fart was? and then say. My first job was as a farter. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I do a lot of Foley farting. Uh, for Dave Foley, actually. I just do all the piece work. I'm a farter for Dave Foley. Shout out to Dave Foley.
7: Um,
3: no, I, I think that uh, it was when I lived in San Francisco. There was this company called Blue Mountain e-greeting cars. It was like the first oh, e-greeting yeah. e- car company. And, uh, and a friend of mine was an animator there, and so she started bringing me in for just different, like, card, card little car- cartoony card voices, which I thought was, like, the coolest thing in the world yeah. because, you know, in San Francisco, there's not a ton of work up there. Although Cole worked all the time in San Francisco. But um, <laughs> you did! <laughs> but,
0: none, but none in LA. So, where I've lived for 10 years. You have to
3: choose! You have to choose! Uh, but yeah, so that was, I, I, I really was like, I've made it! <laughs> I really felt like, I probably got paid like.
2: total, but my mom still says for any e card, a Blue Mountain card. You should send them a Blue Mountain. (laughs) It's like stuck for her. So that's probably your work, ma'am. See? Mm
0: -hmm. There it is. It was fun doing those sessions in San Francisco though when those did happen. And I I remember like loving it when I did like a commercial for some bank and after the fact they changed the finance percentages or something. So we had to go back in and they paid us another session fee to literally go. 3.9%. 3.9%. Thanks, you're done. I was literally in there for 30 seconds. It was the most magical. I was like, I would, I, I would do this forever. And then I moved I to Los Angeles and it all ended.
7: <laughs> On
0: that bummer note. Uh, what, uh, what are some of your uh, like voice acting idols? Uh, did you ever work with any of them? I'm going to throw out Paul Winchell.
8: That's, that's one you don't hear very often, and uh, I, I, I thought he was a ventriloquist, and I thought ventriloquism was cool. This shows you what a cool kid I was. <laughs> I thought ventriloquism was cool, with my little J.C. Penney's uh, Danny O'Day doll sitting in my, on my, my lap. I also... And Paul Winchell, did you? Did you? I loved ventriloquism. Yeah, I, I, I learned from Jimmy Nelson on, on a record how to, how to be a ventriloquist.
3: Wait, there's you know
8: that kind of stuff. So. They
3: give instructions on how to be a ventriloquist on a record. On you a record, know, you can't see <laughs> the lips. Not isn't that amazing. <laughs> right? He's, He's
4: wonderful.
5: Teeth, right? <laughs> that's what I remember. This is like, how you grow your it, voice. It, yes. P, go. So the I got to go, Titi. Isn't these? I got a and... T nine ten, like that, and then, very, 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 very interesting. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. They so are, voiceover is just like ventriloquism except you don't yeah. have to well, you're the dummy and uh, <laughs> and you can move your yeah. lips
3: yeah. So nothing like ventriloquism
5: <laughs> I love ventriloquism and hypnotism were the two things that I had books on when I was like 8 years <gasps> old I wanted to be the world's first hypnotist ventriloquist
7: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I was my idea along with comedians and no I'm an idea man ladies and gentlemen. an idea man
4: so, yeah. oh. I thought yeah. Sherry Lewis was very funny. Uh, oh yeah, she's great. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Uh,
1: the question. Oh yeah, I worked. Uh, well, I love working with all my friends here. They're a lot of fun. Those were always fun. I, I didn't start out um, in voiceover. I know a lot of people started out in voiceover. I started out on camera, and then, uh, as I said, voiceovers where actors from the eighties go to die. Uh, but that's not true. Um, but uh, my now they, yeah, they come in. Yeah. Um, Don Adams. It's been one of my favorite, was one of my favorite. But get smarts, my favorite all-time show, so Don Adams. But I think the best day I ever had was the day that I got to work with uh, Billy Hayes, witchy-poo, from Weenie from Lidsville, because uh, that was my childhood. I grew up on those shows, and so when I heard she was coming in, it was, uh, it was like, wow, I couldn't wait. I've worked with a lot of big names but Billy Hayes was my favorite one to work with. She's
8: fantastic. She, she's, it's like, she's so good and so sweet. It's like sweet. vaudeville yeah. lives.
1: and when she came in, I did my Charles Nelson Riley for I went, oh, hello, weedy. Oh. And she said, oh, I wish, I wish Charles could see you do that. And she goes, I'm having dinner tonight with uh, Charles and Alice Ghostly. We celebrate oh, our birthdays together. What? And I said, because I'm convinced that Alice Ghostly and Paul Lind are the same person, right? So, um, same way I'm convinced that um, uh, Christine, uh, that uh, Time Daily is actually Lou Costello. Because they all you listen to me, Christine. I am a New York City cop. I've been a bad boy. So it's like, that's... Uh, and so I could not wait uh, to work with her and, she, and I said, can I go to dinner with you guys? And she goes, no, honey. <laughs> uh, but I loved her. I love her. Uh,
0: I didn't anticipate that M. Night Shyamalan ending to that story.
1: <laughs> of like that. <laughs> he was dead. Uh. Spoiler. Uh,
5: his friend was actually the villain. That's okay. right. So he, I smell dead people.
1: Yeah.
5: Uh, <clears throat> I was... I, one of the well, I used to love another cartoon I loved when I was a kid was the Amazing Spider-Man, the first one, the 1967 version, and I got to do uh, when I was still in Canada industri- an industrial show with Paul Soles the voice of that version of the guy who said "Wallop and Web Snappers," that guy. I, you're looking at me. I'm hearing <laughs> no, no, on, I, You remember that one? That was so. I got this was before I even down here. Thank you. I got to I got to work with him, but. People you'd know, uh, Don Messick. One of my my early jobs was on Tiny Mm Toons, and Don was on that show. And he was he was a voice of my childhood. Having said that, he a a gentleman and a ventriloquist, bringing it all together. He had been a ventriloquist. He started out as a ventriloquist, and just just one of the real gentlemen. I mean, he once said fart in a session, and that was like considered swearing. He's like, oh fart. And um, (laughs) but he was he was Ranger Smith. From the Yogi cartoons and, and you know... Dr. Quest, him. right? Hmm? Dr. Quest? Dr. Yeah. Quest. Uh, you know, half the ancillary Maybe characters Scooby-Doo. on the Flintstones and the voice of Scooby. Richards. And to get to work with him was amazing. But you say Don Adams, my very first regular series was the second season of Inspector Gadget. So I got to spend 23 episodes sitting three away from Don Adams, between Frank Welker and Don Adams, and wow. getting him listening to him tell these great stories about the making of Get Smart, It was like, I thought, this is what I gotta do for a living because what it's just sitting in a chair, you read two pages, take a long break, Don, Adam, and goes, I remember when Don Rickles and I were chained to a wall. LAUGHTER <laughs> And they we In cracked Vegas. up all through the morning, and uh, when we broke for lunch, they left us chained to the wall to get the giggles out. And when they came back for lunch, we were still laughing.
7: And it, be
1: like
5: we just tell all these great stories about what, about what lady Barbara Feldman was and all that.
1: That's when his, uh, his
5: bridge was
4: still that was still attached. Yes. Uh,
5: so yeah, that's uh, that's my legend story.
4: Well, I didn't know to have you know voiceover. People that I admired, but the first series I did was Hysteria, and the cast was um, Rob Paulson, Maurice LaMarche, Fred Travellina, Billy West, um, oh, help me, the guy that does Johnny Bravo, Uh, Jeff 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 Bennett, Bennett. uh, Tress McNeil, and Frank Welker. That's the cast. (laughs) <laughs> you know, And so that, that was when I discovered what this skill was, what it was about. And then, and then I've seen D work and the sound effects that he makes and, and the kind of voices that he can do. And it's just, it's really amazing. And I, I just recently did two years of Garfield with Frank Welker and the kind of sounds that he can make. He taught me to do a lion, which I could never really do by holding a plastic trash can next to your head. Don't ask <laughs> and, uh, But I, I once remember doing Scooby-Doo With Casey Kasem And I was so excited Because he was the DJ on KRLA That I grew up with And so I, you know, I went over to him and said Oh Mr. Kasem, I am so excited to meet you, you know, I grew up listening to you on KRLA And he says, yeah, okay and
7: I was like, oh, okay Okay <laughs>
4: It's a cute story.
0: <laughs> and now he's dead. <laughs> but his body is here tonight. Let's... Come on, baby! It's
1: Final Fantasy Ladies five. and gentlemen, Gene Kasem is story. It's supposed to be funny.
4: Uh,
3: well, I, I guess I feel the same, which is I, I don't um, necessarily... Uh, it, it's not a difference between somebody on camera or somebody who's a voiceover hero. And, and so many of the people that get brought on to do Legend of Korra are either huge... VO legends like Dee or Jeff Bennett um, or any number of other fantastic talents. And then also there are on-camera people like J.K. Simmons who do the show. And, uh, and so I don't know that there's a single episode that we've done that there hasn't been a, a regular voice or a guest star voice that I haven't been like, this is a really big deal. Um, you know, just to sort of feel like uh, I'm in the same room with, with some of those folks.
5: The people I've missed by five minutes, though, <laughs> are two of my heroes and I could tell by the smell both times I walked into the studio and smelled cigarette smoke and said who's smoking in here I Said, oh Mel Blankey you missed him by five minutes Oh my gosh. he had just done the Heathcliff show and they said he came in with his oxygen tank and a cigarette <laughs> and he was one of the f- a handful of people that were allowed to smoke during a session so I missed him by five minutes and then I remember going to Buzzy Studios on Melrose the studio stunk of cigar a good cigar, and mm-hmm. I said, "Who was in here?" And they said, "You just missed Orson Welles."
7: What? Yeah,
5: so this was like 1984. Oh my started. goodness! And wow. uh, yeah, those are two of my two of my real voiceover heroes, but missed them. Missed them by that much. <laughs> Do you have any memories of the character that was the hardest for
2: you to create the voice for or to crack? That you worked the hardest to find their sound?
5: I did a voice on crack once.
1: Okay, uh, we'll take it. We'll take it. Well,
5: I felt like I needed to suck crack as a as a throat lozenge to do Yosemite Sam. He was oh. tough. He was a he's a, he's always been a tough one for me.
0: Yeah.
5: But nobody else is stupid enough to wreck their voice the way the way you need to to do Sam. So, yeah, he's he's probably the toughest thing I've Yeah. How do
0: you how do you handle throat rippers like that when you? I do, do my to the
5: to the best of my ability. I do what Mel Blanc said he did in his autobiography. I. I please book it on Friday and give me the weekend to recover. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing an entire episode like this, you've you got to take yeah. the weekend to recover because they don't take the first take. You've got to get it funny then they buy it. Right. Yeah. So.
1: I was doing Invader Zim and Billy on the same day uh, from Billy and Mandy so we'd go from like wow. oh, to Dave <laughs> and it would be um, and so literally by the end of Invader Zim I would get the script and I would open the first page and would say Zim. Ah! Page two. Ah! Ah, page three. Ah, girl. Ah. And then I would go over to Cartoon Network in the afternoon and have to do Billy Mandy. And it was like I couldn't, I couldn't do them both. And eventually they did this. They they did, um, they did Billy and Mandy on on Mondays, and then they booked Zim on Thursdays. So I had those days in between. But as far as finding voices that were hard to do. Um, when I did Daggett on the Angry Beavers, I uh, started out as, um, I kind of did my own uh, Cagney and Lacey, which I thought was, you know, uh, Luke Costello, you listen to me, Norbert. Um, and it just turned, it, it so turned out that the, uh, the creator, uh, Mitch Schauer, was a huge Abbott and Costello fan, so he got what I was doing. But, the, but throughout that entire series... Whoever I was obsessed with Became the voice I did for Daggett So one of the character traits Was if there was a guy that came on That had like you know He had like a, uh, like a New York thing Daggett would take on his voice so Daggett would go through, so I was that. I was Jack Lemon at one point. It was like, I said 10, you said no, you said 20, I said fine. Give me those leads, I need And so I, would, I did like six episodes hooked on that voice for Daggett. Now it's garbage. Now it's garbage, right. I did the Oscar, please. And I did that, and then by the end I did uh, Bob Hope. Hey, that wild? I'll tell you, how about pencil erasers? is huh? That isn't he wild? And I remember the supervising producer leaned over to Mitch at one point and said, Is he ever going to do Daggett again? <laughs> but he let us do it. He let us go off on that. Nick McKay and I, we had a lot of fun doing that. What was? The question is, what voice was the hardest to find? All you right. Yeah. I already answered. You already answered. Can yeah. I put oh, my yeah. pencil down and put my head Which on my desk? Yes. <laughs> Heads up, Zemma. Well, I read that you
2: had a very interesting transition to find the box troll voice, and there was a lot on your plate. It? Uh,
7: yeah,
8: yeah, yeah. With the, uh, thank you. The box troll movie, uh, if you go see Open it in yes, theaters, it I don't get anything for it. But, but some of us actually are on that, right? I, I'm in it. I, yeah. I play a cheese-eating uh, guy. was <laughs> the, oil... the cheese-eating guy. Yeah. Lorraine, what are, you,
4: what are you in it? Well, this was interesting, kind of, I hope, as I tell it. <laughs> but... <laughs> They said, we want you to sound like a, a slight woman and a stout woman. And so it was like, oh, the box trolls are monsters. The box trolls are monsters. You know, so I just, I thought about, um, uh, what's the singer, Adele, getting a, a award. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. I didn't expect it. Thank you so much, you know. So that was kind of a, how I found that kind of thing. Oh, the box trolls are monsters.
8: <laughs> are you the woman who, who gets her arm licked by eggs? Is that...
4: I don't know because I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is the thing about animation. They say, so what did you do in it? It's like, I, I don't know. Yes, yeah. yeah, you do well, it a well, year well, ago. What you
5: remember is the room. Yeah. And they don't really show you... The, you it's, not, it's not like Mrs. Doubtfire, no disrespect to... Magically lip-syncing, we know every single beat and all that. And we can do the entire film in one one pass I mean we recorded like a radio play and what I remember is you know the, the, what color of carpet was on the wall and if they had a cheese tray
7: yeah.
4: <laughs> or, or also you do several characters and you don't know which one they use yeah the biggest
8: question is did they did they keep me in the movie at all yeah, am I even exactly. in, in it yeah. you know it's like I work for this week after week did they just you know bring in Kevin Costner to do the voice or you know it's, it's like and you're not even in it you don't really know until you it's like I gotta see the credits then, then I'll know if I'm in it or not but yeah, I went back and forth with them uh, just coming up the, with the box trolls. They didn't know if they wanted like, just animal sounds or if they wanted them to actually speak a language or speak English, but just with an animal sound. And uh, so we went back and forth a lot before they arrived at kind of what they wanted. And then they brought in um, uh, Steve Bloom, and we did kind of our little Mutt and Jeff thing back and forth and then kind of brought in the rest of the gang to, uh, to fill in the, the little universe that they have underneath the ground down there. Um, but it, it took a while to kind of arrive at the tone that they wanted.
2: And then you kind of created the language for them, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
8: I would, it was it was improvisational, and they were they're they're very creative folks. They are the people at Leica are like box trolls. They are they're people that they're just kind of these little creatures that live in the dark and cobble things together, and you know, and then they put it out into the light. And um and and yeah. So so I I would they'd have a script that would describe what was happening. Or they would tell me the sequence and I would do like a sequence of sounds or, or maybe do a conversation with me between uh, my box troll and Eggs, the little boy, and, and they'd see what they thought about that. And then they'd go back to their little lair and, and think about it and maybe animate <laughs> things and pick it apart and then come back and then, then later we'd try some new things until we got it just what they wanted. Wow. Do the song. The song? Yeah. You mean just, just <laughs> like... You have to
5: do the little song you know,
8: that, that kind of thing yeah. I don't have it memorized though I don't, It was so long ago And I've only
0: seen it once
7: it's
0: amazing. So do you, you do a lot of unusual sound effects A lot of animal work and stuff How yeah. did you come up with the noise for Perry the platypus?
8: Ah, uh, Perry the platypus They just showed me a picture of a platypus And, uh, <laughs> and I, I made a sound Is that true? Yeah
2: <laughs> yeah well,
8: it's you know i I, I, I need to i mean like what, what sort of uh, range of expression do you need? Does it have a conversation? What does it do? And they said, no, it's just it's just one little Are you sound yes yeah. is, is he well is it a happy you know, like a happier nope, it's just one little quick sound all right, well uh then and it's like a maybe a ratchety like an, a a clickety clackety type, so it's like a. Like a, or a, or a uh, like that
7: one of those and they
8: and I, so I just tried I tried like three different things and they just said okay uh, we'll, we'll pick one of those and that was it that was the end of the session and they just they reprint that for every show
3: which D is Baker. which I is uh, mean, I think 90% of the time when I'm working with the, um in, this, in the room I have the exact same face and I realized I was just making it I, that's going to be my I'm watching the Bradley Baker face and this is what it looks like <laughs> like I don't I can't look away. I don't understand. There's a weird thing where you want to like Shock tip him and over and shake him out and find the machine that's in there <laughs> and just hurt him until you find it. No, um, no, but I mean, it really—it's just—it's—it's. It's, I've said this before at other panels, but I get so excited when I find out that he's going to be there because. Oh, thank you. It's just—I—I've I, honestly never experienced anything like the joy of watching him do thank animal you. sounds. It's well, bananas. It's the, the
2: level of understanding you have about your ability and what your body and voice can do is unreal. I mean...
8: I just I, I play with sounds in my voice when I drive in the car or when I'm at the grocery store. <laughs> and I, it's a fairly private experience, and, and I'm, I hope... I, I think that people aren't paying too much attention, and I, I work on sounds while I'm buying things at the grocery store, actually.
2: I'm sure there have been a lot of good tweets by people who don't know their news. They're like The weirdest thing just happened in the pasta. Aisle. Maybe so.
8: <laughs> but people kind of keep to themselves at a grocery store, yeah. and they don't really want to bother the odd guy over there by the tomatoes, and so they let me do things. <laughs>
3: yeah. there was like It almost feels, and I'll quickly say this, but it almost feels like... like I remember there was one where um, you had to do... I think it was a family of like bison or something. Oh, yeah. And Andrea was there, and it started to feel like she was pranking you, because she would be like right and so now this bison is like a year younger than the last bison and I was like oh come on and then he would do something and I would go yeah that's that's a year younger I get it he for sure did it he for sure got it 100%
7: I'm
2: very close and I don't know you all are making
7: that face that I made
5: (laughs) the avatar ladies and gentlemen Rob Paulson, I heard. I got to give credit to Rob Paulson. the greatest line. Rob Paulson, after a podcast, said, "It's the only man in Hollywood that Frank Welker wants dead." <laughs> I love Frank. We we are from. We're both from
8: Colorado. Huh? I don't get that. And um, and we we both have a little weekend place out in La Quinta. Together? It's together. We, nice. we moved in well, no, together. No, no, it's completely really by chance. But but we live. Literally just a few blocks apart, utterly by chance.
6: I wonder if the I wonder if the
5: elevation in Colorado has something to do with like the pressure in your sinuses and the ability to manipulate it and all that sort of I'd, thing. Maybe
8: I mean maybe you hang out with animals more in Colorado. I mean I did I did a fair amount like some hunting and fishing when I was a kid and I liked biology a lot when I was a kid. I don't I don't and we both did stand up back in Colorado. Okay. So there's some similarity there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just It's a mystery to me. It's like Canadians
5: who can do impressions. Yeah. Coloradans do sound effects. <laughs> Canadians do
7: impressions. <laughs> well, I mean, Canada's
0: really just doing an impression of America.
3: Am I right, everybody? Yes, that? Yeah. <laughs> don't agree with me. Don't agree with me.
0: <laughs> so now, um, Have you guys ever had to do recordings or auditions for parts in unusual locations? Because, I mean, you used to be always you'd have to go to a booth. But nowadays, with cell phones and... Home studios and things like that. Have you ever done it someplace completely crazy because there was a time crunch on it?
1: Yeah, I did voices for Thin Red Line uh, for a movie called Thin Red Line, and um, they they brought us in to do uh, soldiers dying, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> that kind of it was that kind of movie. It was uh, who directed that? Terrence, T- Ter- yeah, yeah, yes, T- Terrence Malick. Malick. And so uh, Terrence Malick told the sound editor uh, Hugh that they want. We had already lost our voices screaming death like oh, right and so they uh they originally wanted us to go to a um a maternity ward and listen to women screaming during labor and we all said no we're not going to go you can do things with your processor. so they go okay so we were completely hoarse and they called us up they said we want two guys to do one last session So we said, okay, so we'll meet you at the studio. We got to the studio, and they took us up to Castaic Lake out on the river because there's a scene where the guy gets shot, and he's, like, floating down the river. So they go, okay, we want you to scream like you've been shot, and we want to get it outside this river. So we had to stand on the the bank of the river as it by, right, and go, ah! So our voices were hoarse, and then the next guy came in and did the voice, and they mixed our voices together and mixed it with a lion roaring. (gasps) Yeah, so that's the. Like sound. the Tarzan, yeah, and it was, and it was, uh, and the movie did not do well. The lion
8: did. The lion did his work in studio. Yeah, though. exactly. They didn't, they didn't take him to, to a river.
3: Yeah, try beating that story. Yeah, I know. Um, I think you might have gotten
2: punked, but. <laughs> I had a
8: phone audition once. It was hard.
2: Good. <laughs> <Cool>. Okay. <laughs>
0: Well, let's do, let's do first. Yeah. We do a different first every podcast. This one is, uh, what was the first time you can remember officially performing for people? Like, what was the first performance thing you can remember?
8: Oliver Twist, second grade. Mm-hmm. Who were you? I was Oliver Twist.
2: There it is. Oh, You're right. You star, star quality. That's right. Is
7: love. <laughs> uh, do you want to read your work in that? No. <laughs>
1: Uh, I was in Oliver. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was in uh, Oliver at the Aquarius Theater with Dick Sean, Shaney Wallace, and Stubby K Oh, wow. And I was like 10. So that's my first, like, I mean, I'm sure I did shows in school, but I don't yeah. remember any of them.
4: But. Does performing for family count? Yeah, it
0: can count. <laughs> yeah, sure.
4: I think when I was four, I created a show that was, uh, mm-hmm. the stage was The Fireplace. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I thought I could tap dance. I thought just anybody could, you know. And at one point during my routine, I said, just watch my feet, which everybody thought was hilarious. Well,
3: it makes sense, though. Yeah. It makes sense that a child will be like, yeah, tap dancing, sure. Like, put on the right shoes.
4: We're, we're all good. But those laughs, I was hooked.
5: I, I did, a, I did a, a magic act. You know, the kids from the neighborhood decided to put on, let's put on a show, you know. And our curtain was the garage driveway. And up went the garage. So I had the uh, I had the magic act and I you know had a few tricks. I forgot to do a finish. I forgot to figure out a finish. So I just stood there what my last trick just went.
7: Ta-da! <laughs>
5: that's it. That was the big finish. I said, that's it. It's like an Andy Kaufman
8: magician boy. Yeah.
5: But the tricks were good. I was actually and I had a shark skin jacket. I remember I wore oh, my dad's shark nice. skin jacket. Wow. It was the showbiz that shit was around.
3: Uh, I, I did do Snow White in first grade with like a wig that, um, you know, just whatever wig, when you think of like a, ske- a sketch group with no money having like a woman playing like a, like a weird aunt on uh, in a sketch, whatever brown sad wig from the 70s that's dirty and has never been washed, imagine that and that was what, who was sitting on top of the whitest blonde hair. I don't know why. Maybe they thought that was going to be adorable, but I've seen pictures and I'm like, that's, un- that's inexcusable. That's not pretty. That's horrible. Yeah, it was super embarrassing. But yeah, it was no white. Congratulations. And also, I don't know, I, I don't have kids yet, but I now think to myself, like, I mean, of course, children that young can, I just heard that, you know, you were Oliver, but now in my mind, I'm like, I can't believe I had to memorize lines for a play. Yeah, can't have been like a full-length play, right? There must be like a, a short version that you get if you're four There's probably an intermission where or... you could prep
2: for the next oh. half. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Double cast. That's right. So double
0: yeah. cast. Yeah. How would you even ask that? What was your? I
2: think it was when I was about six. My mom signed me up for some sort of theater situation, and we wrote our own play, which is a great idea when you're six. It's called <laughs> Mystery at the Lump. And. <laughs> May. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure what that lump was. Yeah. But there was a huge lump. I remember.
5: you were writing consent. medical like, dramas six
2: and old <laughs> It's
8: like did the kids have she to, to
3: with have no rough I'm <laughs> yes. the
2: The rough kids
8: to, had to have the lump looked at.
2: Yeah, right. they went into the doctor. It was slow but thrilling.
1: <laughs> wow. Turns out it was just your knee. It's not a lump.
2: Cole what about you?
0: I think it was, like, in first grade, I was in a school production Ooh. of uh, Cinderella, and I was the narrator. <laughs> it feels So there's a photo of me, like, with a little bowl cut and a little turtleneck and some cords... Uh, like just kind of sauntering. Like a NPR baby. And then I was like, "Why do you need a narrator in Cinderella?" <laughs> Not well, probably that.
3: because for those of us who were the characters, there's less to say. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess it was. Or maybe it was just because it was. Stratton can handle it. It was so terrible that they just needed somebody to kind of be like.
4: And then uh, she went to the ball. I think. <laughs> so you were kind of like Robert Osborne. <laughs>
0: yeah. I was Morgan Freemaning it at an early age. You were. You were. And then she went to the ball. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you guys. Uh, hopefully, you'll indulge uh, to do some scene reads for me as some of your characters. But these are uh, scenes from uh, pop culture. Thank you, Vanessa. You're welcome. Um, first up, this one would be for Lorraine and Maurice. Um, pass these down. They have never seen one.
5: these before.
0: No, we never. We've never seen each other. This is a surprise. So this is the uh, seduction scene from The Graduate. <laughs> and I would love it if Maurice could read Ben as Kiff Croker from Futurama. <laughs> and if Lorraine uh, could do uh, Mrs. Robinson as, well, you've done a lot of granny voices on series and stuff like that. So either Granny Snaggletooth or just some one of those. Oh,
4: talk about killing your voice. <laughs> well, but don't wait, kill your the the voice.
0: Do, do it in a way. Yeah, though.
4: I'll do it Granny Snaggletooth. Okay.
0: All right. So this is uh, this is the seduction scene from *The Graduate*. The <laughs>
4: okay.
6: Would you mind walking ahead of me to the sun
1: porch? I feel funny about coming into a dark house.
6: But it's late in there now.
1: Please. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, what would you drink? Uh, oh, no, that's your line. Oh. <laughs> Sorry.
9: Would you like a drink? Bourbon? <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh, oh, my. I, I, look, I, I, I drove you home. I was, I was glad to do it. I, I have some things on my mind. Can, can you understand that?
4: Benjamin,
1: I'm sorry to be this way, but I don't want to be alone in this house!
6: <laughs> <sighs> Why not?
4: Please wait till my husband gets home.
6: When is he coming back?
4: I don't know. (laughs) A drink? (laughs) Uh,
6: No. uh, Are you you always this much afraid of being alone? Yes. Why can't you just lock the doors and go to bed? I'm very neurotic. May I ask you a question? What do you think of me? What do you mean? You've known me all your life. You must have formed some opinion. Well, I've I've always thought that you were a very nice person. Did you know I was an alcoholic?
7: What? Did you know
6: that? Look, I think I should be going now.
7: Sit down, Benjamin! Mrs. Robinson...
6: If you don't mind my saying so. This conversation is getting a a little strange. Now I'm sure that Mr. Robinson will be here any minute and... No. What? My husband will be back quite late. Oh, my God. Pardon? (laughs) Well, I... Mrs. Robinson, no. What's wrong? No, No, Mrs. Robinson, you didn't... I mean, you didn't expect... What? I mean, you really didn't think that I would, I would do something like that? Like what? Well, what do you think? Well, I don't know. Oh, for God's sake, Mrs. Robinson, here we are. You've got me into your house. you give me a drink. You, you put on music, and now you start opening up your personal life to me and tell me your, your husband won't be home for hours. So? Mrs. Robinson... You're trying to seduce me. <laughs> Aren't you?
4: Why, no. Hadn't thought of
6: it. I feel rather flattered that you... But Mrs. Robinson, will you please forgive me for what I just said? Oh, it's all right. No, it's not all right. It's, it's the worst thing I've ever said to anyone. Now sit down. Please forgive me because, because I like you. I, 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 I don't think of you that way. But, but I'm mixed up. Not all right, now finish your drink. Mrs. Robinson makes me sick that I said
4: that to
7: you well forget it right now finish your drink
4: (laughs) what's wrong with me Benjamin yes will you unzip my dress I think I'll go to bed no
6: well good night will you unzip my dress Rather not, Mrs. Robinson. If you still think I'm trying to seduce no, you, no, 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 I don't no. But I just, I just feel a little funny, Benjamin. You know
4: me all your life.
6: I know, I know, I know that. But, but I'm, I'm.
4: What are you scared of?
6: I. I'm not scared, Mrs. Robinson. And why do you keep running away? <laughs> well, because you're, you're going to bed, and, and I, I don't think I should be up here. Haven't you ever seen anybody in a slip before? Yes, I have. Benjamin, I'm not trying to seduce you. I wish you... I know that, but please, Mrs. Robinson, this, this, is, this is difficult. Why is it? Well, because I'm, I'm confused about things... I can't tell what I'm imagining. I can't, I can't tell what's real. I can't... It, it, Would you like me to seduce you? Is that what you're trying to
7: tell me?
6: <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I'm going home now. I apologize for what I said. I hope you can forget it, but I'm going home now. Oh, God, let me out.
0: And see. <laughs>
6: right, guys.
0: And for uh, the other three of you, uh, this is the final uh, scene at the restaurant from Pulp Fiction with Pumpkin and Honey Bunny and Jules. Uh, So, Janet, I'd love it if you could be Cora as Yolanda, a.k.a. Honey. Uh, Richard, uh, double duty here. Yeah. Uh, Invader Zim as Pumpkin. Okay. And Alpha from, it, from uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as Vincent.
1: How about Billy from Billy? All right, we'll do Billy. So That's Billy great. Billy.
0: That works. Yeah, and then D, uh, you're Jules, but as Klaus Heisler from um,
1: can
7: I? Can I
8: make a request? Sure. Can I do Jules as Cinnamon Bun? <laughs> sure.
7: <laughs> do
0: whatever you want to do. That
7: works. I like right. this curveball. All
0: right. Okay. Curveball. So, yeah, there you go. All right, so this is in the diner. Here we go.
3: Let him go. Let him go! I'll blow your head off. Okay. That
0: bitch to be cool.
3: <laughs> Say, bitch.
9: Hey!
7: Chill out, honey! <laughs>
1: Let him go!
9: Tell her! It's gonna be okay!
1: Hey, I'm gonna be okay!
9: Promise her!
1: I promise! Tell her a chill! Just chill out! <laughs>
6: well!
9: What's her name? Yolanda. So, are we cool, Yolanda? We ain't gonna do anything stupid, are we?
3: Don't you hurt him.
9: Just turn the page. <laughs> Nobody's gonna get hurt anybody. We're gonna be like three Fonzies, and okay. what Fonzie you like? Come on, Yolanda, what's Fonzie like? He's cool? Correct, Mundo! <laughs> and that is why we're gonna be... We're gonna be cool. Now, Ringo, I w- I'm gonna count to three, and I want you to let go of your gun and lie your palms flat on the table, but when you do that, do it cool. <laughs> Are you ready? One, two, three.
3: Okay, now let him go.
9: Yolanda, I thought you were gonna be cool. Now, when you yell at me, it makes me nervous. And when I get nervous, I get scared. And when motherfuckers get scared. I'm sorry, Cartoon Network. That's, that's when motherfuckers get accidentally shot. Motherfuckers.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, you know, you heard him. You die.
9: Yes, yeah. Now, this is the situation. Normally, both of your asses would be dead as fucking fried chicken. But you happen to pull this shit while I'm in a transitional period. I don't want to kill you. I want to help you.
7: Say, what the fuck's going on here? It's cool,
9: Vincent. It is cool. Don't do a goddamn thing. Yolanda, it's cool, baby. Nothing's changed. We're just still talking. Tell her we're still cool.
1: it's cool, honey bunny. We're
9: still cool.
1: (laughs) We're cool. We're cool. What the
7: hell's going on, Jules?
9: Nothing that I can't handle. I want you to just hang back and don't do shit, unless it's absolutely necessary. (laughs) Check. Yolanda, how we doing, baby?
3: Uh, I got to go pee. I want to go Just, home. Just hang
9: there, baby. You're, you're doing great. Ringo's proud of you, and so am I. It's almost over. Now, I want you to go in that bag and find my wallet. Hey! which one is it? It's the one that says bad motherfucker on it. <laughs> now, open it up and take out the cash. How much is there? Uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, about fifteen hundred dollars.
9: Okay, put that in your pocket. It's yours now. The rest of them wallets and the register. That makes this a pretty successful little score.
6: Julie, if you give the Nimrod fifteen hundred bucks, I'm going to shoot him on general principle.
9: You ain't going to do a goddamn thing. Now, hang back and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Besides. I ain't giving it to him. I'm buying something for my money. Want to want to know what I'm buying, Ringo? What? Your life. Hey. I'm giving you that money so you won't have to. That will, I don't have to kill your ass. You read the Bible.
1: Hey, <laughs> eh, not regularly.
9: Okay. We're we'll, we'll strap in because here comes the big bottle of. I'm gonna read. There's this passage. <clears throat> There is this, this passage that I got memorized in Ezekiel 25:17: "The path of a righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities, of the selfish and tyranny of evil men." Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of the darkness, for he is truly his brother. I can get quiet now. For he is truly his brother's keeper in the fine of lost children, and I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers and you will know that I am the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon you I've been saying that shit for years and if you ever heard it it mits your ass
7: and (laughs) see nice
0: work everybody for my uh, little question segment here, uh, I'm going to do some uh, quick uh, rapid-fire questions for each of you and uh, one of your characters. So this first uh, set of questions is for Calculon from Futurama. Calculon, what is the greatest theatrical role you've ever done? The greatest theatrical
5: role I have ever done was I did... Uh Hamlet 17 it's, a, it's the 17th sequel to Hamlet it keeps coming back and uh, that's that's my that's my that's the that's, that's, I, I won the uh, schmosker for that
0: uh, number two Autobots or Decepticons oh gotta be Decepticons fair answer three if you could meet anyone living they're or far dead, more interesting
5: they're villains you know. right
0: if but, you could meet anyone living or dead who would it be me I'm dead <laughs> I'm dead on the
5: show and, and now the show's dead So, but, but truly I'd be most interested in meeting myself because I'm fascinated
0: I think I know the answer to this one Kirk or Picard well uh, no, Kirk <laughs> <laughs> and who's the worst actor you've ever seen me
5: oh, oh no cut that oh, I'm the worst
0: actor ever Well, thank you, Calculine. (laughs) Uh, This is for Billy from The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Yes? Billy, what's your your favorite... Who are you? (laughs) Uh, Cole Stride Pop My Culture Podcast. Nice Uh, to meet you. Thank you, too. Uh, What's your favorite sugary
1: treat? Um, I like sugary boogers. (laughs) It's my favorite. And they're my own. eh? Make them myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yay.
0: Would you rather uh, spend a weekend hanging with a clown... Or sleep in a bed covered with insects.
1: Clowns! I hate clowns. They destroy us all.
0: Or sleep in a bed covered with insects.
1: Yeah, I like that one. All right. <laughs> I, buy, I pour honey all over my body. Yeah, yay! Yeah.
0: Uh, what's the Grim Reaper really like?
1: Yeah, it's not so bad.
0: <laughs> if you had a time machine, uh, where and when would you go?
1: Uh, I'd go to three minutes ago. Right. And then I hadn't wet myself yet.
0: <laughs> and finally... If you were to go on America's Got Talent, what Thank would your talent be? Eh,
1: uh, picking my nose and scratching my brain as I do it. Right. you probably win. Yeah. Thank you, Billy. Thank
6: you. Uh,
0: this is for Cora, from The Legend of Cora. Cora, if you could travel anywhere, where would you want to go?
3: Uh... Oh, boy. I'm so, this is my character so serious compared to all these characters. Um... <laughs> I don't know, i probably uh, I think i I probably just go to, like, onto a different show I mean, I feel like I have access to almost everything, luckily in the world that I exist in, so maybe it'd be fun to travel to Invader Zim's world
1: Yes! Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh What's your favorite element to Bend?
1: Uh,
3: fire
0: Alright uh, You're taken off to one of our modern malls and given a thousand dollars What do you buy?
3: Um, I'd probably just spend all of it at TGI Fridays, you know. I'm just, I work really hard, and I just want to be able to unwind and have a good time. Whether it's Friday or not Friday. Um, they're just a, they're a great organization, and they... (laughs) Uh, You know, Cora does commercials for TGI Fridays. No, not at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing. Um, all right. If they make a movie about you, who would you want to play you? (sighs) We'll see if we can get her. Uh, and what word do you hate? Lugubrious? (laughs)
4: Lugubrious?
3: <laughs> yes. Yes. I represent Lorraine Newman when I say Lugubrious.
0: Alright, thanks, Cora.
3: <laughs> no, don't applaud.
0: <laughs> Alright, these questions are for uh, Queen Jip Jurilak, if I pronounce that right, from the Fairly Odd Parents. Uh, Queen, uh, what's Yugopotamia, the planet you rule, really like?
4: Well, it's horrible, which is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs>
0: If you were ever to do stand-up comedy, what would your material be about?
4: Oh, let me see. Well, I, since everything is opposite there, I don't want people to laugh, so... Well, I would be doing something kind of like this. <laughs>
0: it's fair. Uh, if you could own anything as a pet, what would you have?
4: Oh, I think a piranha. <laughs>
0: Could you sing the chorus of whatever your favorite song is at the moment?
4: Oh, can I really recreate dubstep? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: I don't know if I can do that. Pass. All right.
0: And would you rather destroy people driving in a Prius in front of you or people who vape in public?
4: Vaping. Vaping. I drive a Prius. <laughs> don't tell. Don't tell. All right.
0: Well, thank you, Queen. Okay. Right. great. Finally, a couple of questions for Klaus Heisler from American Dad. Yeah, Mark's good. Here we go. Uh,
7: (laughs) What's it like partying
0: with Austrian rock singer Falco? Dirty, dirty Falco. (laughs) He he owes me so much cocaine. (laughs) It's all right until he starts singing and playing his disco music and then makes it all about him. (laughs) All right, you're put back into your human body for one hour. What do you do? I go eat some fish sticks. (laughs) <laughs> what do you love about the TV show Scrubs so much? Uh, that it's not opposite our show on the network, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if you could be one character in Disney's Beauty and the Beast, who would you want to be?
7: Hmm.
8: Let me see. Who would I want to be? I think I want to be that
0: strong, powerful man. What's his name? Gaston. Gaston. Yes. I'd like to be (laughs) him. And uh, you were a skier when you were a human, but if you could do something else athletic, what would it be?
7: Hmm.
8: If I could do anything else, it would be to stand on my head for five hours. I think that sounds interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Klaus. Thank
7: Thank you.
2: and you guys can answer them as you see fit. It doesn't have to be a line. And if, you, if you're uncomfortable with it, you say, no, thank you, ma'am. Um, who, because these are going to go deep. <laughs> who was the first animated character you had a crush on?
4: Prince Valiant. Ooh.
8: Josie and the Pussycats.
2: All of them?
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> One of those little fairies I described in uh, Fantasia. Side poop fairy? Right. Side poop fairy. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I was, I was, I was four at the time. I just need, to, need you to know that. Al, Alice and Alice in Wonderland.
1: Oh, that's so. an appropriate choice. Yeah. Veronica from uh, Archie. Ooh. I loved Robin Hood. The Fox. Huh? Yeah,
2: take this off. For sure. Rakish. Cold.
0: Oh God! I don't even know if I have an answer oh,
2: for that. Oh, I bet you do, Jasmine. Like every man. Okay, <laughs> okay. moving on. Right,
0: I liked Aurora. All right, leave me alone.
2: No, she why. slept a lot. Okay. Um, if, have you ever had a pet that you do the voice for that you're like, I really nailed it? All of them. Ooh, can we hear any of them? Like, oh, this is my golden retriever, and it was perfect. Well,
4: Sachmo, may he rest in peace. Oh. Uh, when I didn't want him to get up on the bed, I'd be. Da, da, uh, Sash, please don't get on the bed. I know you want me to get on it. And you do want me to. Just don't. You're heavy. You can't. Just get off of me. I know you want me to lie on top of you. <gasps> <laughs> and, and then I also had a wiener dog uh, named Ry Cooter. And, uh, and it was the way I talked to him. Really, not his voice specifically. It was like... Uh, and i wanted to kill myself each time
3: yeah my dog scott um when he's just sitting and happy panting he's so smiley that um uh, but and the but like his eyes are you know if you guys have dogs that's sort of like that face. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend and I always say that it looks like he's laughing at a joke that he's playing on us that we haven't figured out yet. <laughs> so we do this laugh where he's like... <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs>
8: <laughs> I've got a, a little overweight pug named Wellington. Oh, uh, and I imagine God. that he has this voice that's, it, where he just like jumps up you, on the, you with his little eyes rolling out of his head going... <laughs> It's not what you'd normally think the pug would sound like, but that's... I, I
1: that's think well I that's think <laughs> exactly what I think all pugs sound like.
3: Kind of why I don't
1: want one. All due respect. All due respect. This is an actually a true story. I had two cats. They were Bert and Ernie. They were brothers. And... Oh. Um, they would get trapped sometimes, like in like a closet or something. And if they'd been there for a while and I didn't know they were there, and they wanted out, I kid you not, um, Bert would go. Hello. 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 And I remember my dad going, "Did your cat just say hello?" hello. Yeah, it's stuck. Uh, that's all. Our...
5: I, it's too personal.
7: <laughs> no,
5: I, I I have a Chihuahua that uh, he's a compulsive licker. He, yeah. he just licks the air. He just can <laughs> like, look at you look like like he's afraid to come to come forth and actually lick you. So, but he can't keep the lick responsive. And I just one day I was sitting there and, and my wife was on the couch. He looks like he do great Bella the Ghost. I want to lick your neck. <laughs> I'm not a Mexican chihuahua. I'm a Pennsylvania
7: chihuahua. That
3: was very personal. Yeah.
0: I have I have two cats, and one of them, uh Vaughn, is a real chatty. Vaughn? Cat. There's Sydney and Vaughn, named after alias characters. And uh so Sydney's like the, the fat social cat that uh kind of ha- like he's not phased by anything, but Vaughn's very skittish. But if he's in the other room and you peek your head over, he'll go. And so you can play like hide and seek with them. Like I'll go, we'll disappear for ten seconds, and then we go Vaughn. He goes <laughs> Vaughn, <laughs> and he'll do it over and over until he finally gets frustrated and he gets up and runs over to you. He's like, "I've, I've asked you to come in here twenty times. <laughs> what else do you need?" But yeah, they're amazing.
2: I have two aging chihuahuas, and one of them smells like she's rotting from the inside. And she also has a licking issue, and she just walks around the house like really slowly and crookedly all the time. But oh, man, I, was, I
4: was just around my waist somewhere. I
2: was, uh, hey. Like, it's a lot of who are you with her. She's never seen us, but she loves us. Um, okay, and then I'm going to ask you a would you rather question. Uh, this is a tough one, actually. So you've angered a wizard, and he's giving you an option between two punishments. One of the punishments is you never get to speak other than in a booth for a job, okay? And the other one is you don't get to do any more voiceover work.
1: Oh, uh, never do voiceover work.
2: Easy yeah. for you. Yeah, easy. yeah. Me too. Wow! Everyone has such a good heart.
5: Is your king canoe? <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, wrong joke. Uh, wrong, wrong would you rather. Um, wow. Well, I have, I have issues around self-worth, and I, and I actually believe the only reason I'm here is to provide for my family, and, and that this thing that I do is the only thing that makes me worthwhile. Everything else I suck at completely. Okay. So I'd actually probably take the keep earning, keep being be a proof, be oh. and, and then... You know, every now and again, I'd go in and record a Christmas special where I told my son I loved him. And then,
7: uh, oh leave, and be, oh my leave God. and be silent. Too heavy. I could. Oh. Uh, no. Uh, no. Pass? Can I pass? No. You can pass, yeah, but you'll can have
5: pass. to listen to. There's our girl.
0: You pass. We're passing, yeah. awesome too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, so, God. Lorraine, you could, you could pull off the not speaking thing, because didn't you study for a year with Marcella Marceau? And... You
4: had to bring that There in. we yeah, go. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. So you're prepared? I am prepared.
0: There you go.
3: Oh,
2: she meant to go over there. Oh. oh,
3: wonderful. I felt like I was really sitting next to you. That's <laughs> Uh I guess I would never do another job. I, 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 I yeah
4: i be sad. There's other shit to do. I'm
5: fit for absolutely nothing. But walking into a booth and flapping my gums at the mic. You could
4: do stand-up. You could do sketch work.
5: No, I couldn't. I've proven that today.
4: You could do dog voices forever.
2: Dog impressions of what a dog would do impressions of. Now, that's a niche. Hey, I could
5: could do... You're right. I could do comedians in the car doing Seinfeld. That runs out on that
2: for you. Uh, this is the final question of all. If you could take any one of your characters and put them in the world of a different character you've done, what would have the most fun? Who would have the
1: biggest heyday where? Uh, Billy in Invader Zim's world. You stumped
7: the panel! I won! <laughs> money, <a> money. grace a <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: Lois Feltley, uh in Fairly Odd Parents. I mean,
3: you know why I'm not answering cuz really haven't done that much. You can be in any um, real live
2: action project you've done. Oh. You can put Cora in
3: any Someone just asked me if Cora would get along on Twitter. Someone just asked me if Cora like what Cora would think of the character I play on this FX show, you're the worst. Yeah. And I was like, I uh, no question she would punch her in the face <laughs> within seconds.
5: Egon from Ghostbusters on Put in, uh, put in the cage with the brain. So it'd be Egon and the brain.
3: Oh my gosh. I'm amazing. much
5: smarter than I'm, you I are. Want that no, I'm right afraid, now. my friend, I am smarter than you. No, I'm smarter. No, I am smarter. <laughs> I'm much more intelligent. I have an IQ of 382. Mine is 383. <laughs> I think that would be <laughs> I think I'd probably
8: put uh, uh, Klaus Heisler in in the the world of Avatar. So he could just jump in the water and swim around and talk to all the other animals that are talking to each other and, and the people that can talk to the animals. Yeah, give him, get him out of the bowl and let him, let him swim around for a while.
5: Is Rex Harrison there? What's that? Is Rex Harrison there as well? <laughs> one could if only I could talk him. to the animals. Yeah, could talk the am- al-
3: All the animals in Avatar would be like, You're only one thing. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
8: He would be the weirdo, wouldn't he? Yeah. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't go well.
5: The Rex Harrison though it's funny. That's funny Re- Well yeah any, any reference pre-1968 though Lost <laughs> in this crowd <influential laughs> and the Kids did that Kids dream? love the Woody Anthony Allen? Newley <laughs> jokes Are coming out next
2: Douglas.
5: <laughs> there you go right? I'd like Still to see black.
8: Richard Harris Fight Anthony Newley <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I bet they hated each other Each one was Was trying to be The star of that movie I oh bet they god. hated each other Oh my god it's Doctor Doolittle, the original Doctor Doolittle. Yeah. It's a fascinating disaster of a movie, but it's 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 amazing to me. That yeah. was my first it, no, it was, yeah, that was my first movie actually was was that movie. My mom really? took me to
5: see it. Mine was Pinocchio. Oh, very first film I ever saw. <laughs> Mine was Gone with the Wind.
3: South Pacific. I feel like they maybe showed Bambi in a the big theater and I had to be taken out when Bambi's mom got shot. Oh, that was two <laughs>
1: No, they 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 watch it. Shoot oh, shoot I suppose next you're going to tell me there was a fire in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: Yeah, I had to. One of my first movies Oh, also was. the King in Frozen dies.
1: What? What? Oh,
7: oh, no. oh. oh.
0: One of my first movies I saw in the theater was the original Muppet movie, and I loved it until Animal got all big at the end. And that what? freaked my shit oh, out. scared
7: me. No, I don't
0: have to scary. see that. And my, my dad had to take me out of the theater. Because I was, there's a a lot
3: of things have been said on the stage that justify why you and I are close. right
0: (laughs) But we just did a Spidey and Muppet movie movie. like a couple weeks ago for Sketchfest, and like my mom, of course, is like, "Did you make it all the way through this time?" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I made it, Mom. I'm good. Worked out my. Now we have a little insight to why you're the way you are, Right?
7: right? Right.
5: Well, guys, let's get you on my couch, Clary. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just did a first. I just did, we just all did a first without any help from you. That's right. Yeah, look at that. You're ready on Your own
7: show. We're now. all
3: grown up. Oh God,
0: our show incepted itself. <laughs> Is our top? Is our spinning top? Uh, thank you, guys, for all being here. it has been really fun. You guys have what, what products do you have coming up uh, right now that people should be looking out for? Any of you guys?
3: Oh, everyone you? looked,
0: everyone <laughs> See how looked
3: I, down are you? so I looked down. <laughs> Did you want to go first, sir? Uh, uh, I mean, I just would encourage you to listen to my podcast, The JV Club. Uh, several people sitting on this panel have done it. It's oh, season, yeah, these are our temporary fake tattoos that we have. That season, four Cora season 4 of is going to Season 4 of Stora premieres October 4th. I
8: think you're right. I
3: think she you're right. Said confidently. Uh, uh, the, uh, I'll be in New York at the New York Comic Con for
4: Cora and for the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Um, yeah, that's, that's enough. Um, I, I have two Netflix series coming out: uh, The Croods and Puss in Boots. Yay. And uh, season, I guess, three. Well, we're completing season two of Doc McStuffins. And um, I'm in the Army of Frogs series of features that are coming out straight to video. Or they don't make video anymore. Um, and I'm doing, uh, well, a lip sync extravaganza. Mm. Yeah. And a celebrity autobiography, October third, 13th and November 9th. Um, and, oh, God, I know there's something else. Oh, yeah, Kamikaze. Stan Lee's Kamikaze. That's what I got going
5: on. I just did a new Fruit Loops commercial. <laughs> I've been Toucan Sam since 1987.
7: Whoa, whoa. That's, like, that's job
5: security, baby. Yeah. Yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah. I've
5: actually always wondered who did that. I, that's I had me. no idea. I've been doing that's it awesome. since, since Paul Freeze I've now done it longer than Paul who oh was the original gosh. Toucan Sam. Um, uh, uh, the 7D on uh, the Disney Channel, uh, Toon Disney, was just renewed for a second season. I play Grumpy on that show. And um, I, I just got word very, uh, very officially but unofficially about a renewal of another show. So I, I was told, don't tweet, don't talk about it. But I'm, another show I'm on just is going into season four. <coughs> Lexus. Yeah, and, uh, and, I'm, and again, I'm ongoing as the, as the voice of Lexus, so which I'm very grateful for. It's a great gig. And that's all that's going on with me. Thanks.
1: Um, I'm going to be at the Dodger game in an hour I'll be in section 110 uh, seats 3 and 4 uh, and 5 right
7: um,
1: uh, I got my new uh, Skylanders game coming out I play the Voice of Chaos uh, in our 5th fifth, fifth incarnation or 4th incarnation of that game uh, I did a new pilot for that I can't really talk about and I did another one that I can't talk about because we sign saw saw NDAs on, on everything uh, yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm... But they don't have
5: to worry about you, is what you're saying. Right,
1: they don't have to worry about me. And uh, I'm really into cooking right now. Ooh. Yeah. I just made lobster tails the other day, which were really good. I butterflied them.
2: Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, I've served
5: butterflies good. and lobstered them. They're
1: good, good. yes. Yeah.
5: They're not very filling, but they're delicate.
1: But dipped in butter, they're <laughs> really <laughs> <What> good. The <laughs> f- and they can't fly that way. I didn't know that. Yeah. I love to cook. Yeah. I love We, because, should, have a we should have a cooking day. We should have a
8: cooking day. We love cooking. Check out uh, Box Trolls. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yes, Box uh, Trolls. There's a lot of, lot of us in that. Um, uh, Sir Langsdale. I just remember my character's name. <laughs> Sir, Langsdale. Sir Langsdale. There you go.
5: Cheese eating old bureaucrat. Uh,
8: listen for us. And uh, also the, uh, the Lego Batman game that's coming out. I play Brainiac in that. And that's, it's, it's a very funny, very smart game. Um, and I, I, I think I'm going to do a bunch of creature sounds in The Hobbit, the uh, final Ooh. chapter of The Hobbit coming out. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you never know if they're going to use it or not, but I think they will. And, um, yeah. American Dad. There you go. American Dad American is starting Dad. up again. Ongoing. New, uh, yeah. new new, season of that on TBS. And um, there. That's, I said that.
5: Oh, and the <laughs> Simpsons <laughs> Futurama crossover episode. Right. Uh, we got that coming down the pike in, on November 9th. And, uh, and, and, and I'm in the season premiere, which is... Uh, tomorrow night.
1: Awesome. Uh, which, which,
5: which a character dies.
0: <gasps> and I know who it is. Bambi's mom. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for being here. Guys, a big hand for our panel. Janet <laughs> Barney, where well, Newman, you? Marissa Mars, Richard Horton, Keith Alexander, Catherine Serragli. Thank you. I feel good. Thank you guys for watching at home. Uh, follow us on Twitter at PBSPodcast. Thank you guys. Have a good rest of your podcast. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.